I was going to go easy on you, not to hurt your feelings. You f***ing irritate the shit out of me! I'm only going to get this one chance. It's just a feeling I've got. Like something's about to happen, but I don't know what. All I hear, go get the money. So I go get it. Hate means I do something right. So I'm alive. Hey, what's up, everybody? It is Keenan. And we are with Gap Cell Keenan. I don't know what number this is. Should I even count? I think it's number four or five. I'm excited to do these. These are a blast. With us today, we have Alex Smith, not the quarterback. Oh, I don't even know if he still plays. He was a better. Marketing. Better, he says. So, Alex, welcome to Gap Cell Keenan. <laughs> Awesome, man. Thanks a lot. Yeah, so Keenan, my name's Alex Smith. I'm not the quarterback. He actually takes tips from me. <laughs> Probably not on football. Um, but um, look, man, I'm representing myself today. Um, so I'll tell you a little bit about more of, of what I'm doing today. So look, Keenan, um, excited to be on the call with you. Really uh, thankful for this opportunity. I think I told you before the call, these things are, are super uh, impactful. I learn a ton from them. So thank you so much for this opportunity. All right, I man. got you, baby. Let's see what you do with it now. Let's see what you do with it. All right, let's let's dig in. So, all right, man. So the reason why I wanted to schedule some time with you today, Keenan, is I've been thinking about some time about the premise and the idea that all sales, all business people are in sales today, even if the word sales doesn't show up in your job title or your job description. Okay. And so I think I don't know, you you train salespeople every single day. And if you think if you see trained salespeople, right, sales professionals struggle at getting to business problems with their clients. My first question for you, how often do you think that business ideas, business people have ideas and that those ideas go to die because business people can't convey their ideas convincingly enough? This would be anecdotal. So I would say way too often, like like 85, 90 percent of the time, I'm going to say that. <laughs> that's all that's all anecdotal. I have no proof. I know, yeah. I hey, I don't have a stat. I, I couldn't find a stat. I looked, but a lot. We would say a lot. So let me ask you about your personal career. So have you ever noticed in your personal career either a situation at your work or a client, maybe at a at a prospect where they had a great idea, right? And maybe it could have gone to fruition, but that person just didn't have the sales chops. To convey it convincingly enough. Can you think of a situation where that ever happened? Well, see, you're, you're digging into an interesting place because I don't think it's always the sales chops. But yes, look, just okay. my own career, way back in the day, uh, I worked for Avaya, right? And yeah. I and I told Avaya, told, I tried pitching, I tried getting Avaya to buy Yammer when Yammer was really small, like they weren't that big. And my argument was, look, uh, Listen, Avaya, you got to stop looking at yourself as a telephone company because the problem, telephones are disappearing. The desk phones, business desk phones, I have a company. I don't mind buying any desk phones for anybody. I said, it's a dying breed. You got to look at yourself as a communications company. And I said, the communications is changing. And I thought they should buy Yammer. They didn't buy Yammer. They didn't listen to me. Microsoft buys them a few years later for $4 billion dollars. Or something like that, which was worth more than a buyer's worth in totality. So if somebody actually listened to me and they had done it, they might have actually doubled or tripled their market cap simply by buying Yammer. So I digress. <laughs> but I'm not sure it's because I couldn't sell. But anyways, no. keep going. Keep going. No, no. Well, so ideas are, are you know, happening every single day is my point where a business person 
could always sharpen their ability to sell them more effectively and, and deals get done every day in business and deals don't get done. But, you know, you, you just, you know, highlighted an issue, a $4 billion issue where, you know, maybe that could have, you know, changed, not for yourself, but maybe there's other, you know, instances where that happens, right? So, I, I, you know, that's where I want to talk. To, that's where I want to dig into this issue with you today. I want to walk through it together with you and and discover, you know, if this is something even worth solving with gap with what you do with the sales guy, and if it's even you know uh, a problem. If we even think it's a, it's a problem. So, before I get into that, I want to focus on your current world and where you are today with uh, with the sales guy. Is that cool? Yep. All right. So you got four revenue buckets. Um, out of all of your revenue buckets, how what percentage of your business is focused solely on the sales department within an organization? All of them. All of them, 100%, right? 100% focus. Okay. Yeah, okay, except the speaking revenue bucket. But even then, that's focused on the sales. So all it's of them. mostly speaking audiences? Yeah, but even then, I mean, with your exceptions, it's sales. Yep. Sales, sales speaking uh, audiences. Okay, so... So I think I saw, you know, LinkedIn with other videos, you doubled your revenue this past year. You got a 50% target, um, your 40% target, you doubled it, looking at 50% this next year. And that's solely on focusing on a sales team at an organization. So am I hearing you correctly that you started a sales guy just yourself, one founder, and you were the first sales guy and you've grown it to five people. And now I think you're looking to double your team next year. Yep. Okay. So where are you looking to, so you've got some good growth goals for next year. So let me ask you, Keenan, what, where are you ultimately look, looking to take this thing when it's all said and done? When you hang up your cleats at the end of the day, where are you looking to take a sales guy when it's done? I want to be the default organization for anything sales oriented. So when I hang up my cleats, look, I, I'm, I'm older than I think I am. So I don't know how much more time I got. I kind of wish I had had a little more success about 15 years ago. I had 30 years ahead of me instead of maybe just 15, but I digress. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we, we have revolutionized the way sales is done and the old tired stale approach to selling and the freaking khaki pants and the blue blazer are gone and people are actually <laughs> selling with the customer in mind, not the stupid tips and tricks that we're learning today. And we own some type of play in the software space, in the training space, in the consulting space, um, and anything that touches sales, we have some sort of play and people come to us for direction. Cool. So some awesome goals, man. So what would it mean if you could get to that? What would it mean to your employees, your family and you if you could get there? Oh, man, that's I mean, that's a massive question. I don't even know where to go. Like I, success. I mean, I, I don't I, I mean, it, it's, too, it's too far out that would affect any decision I make today. How about that? Okay, I, I like think the question, but so far out, it's not going to affect any decision I make today. Okay, fair enough. Okay, so so let me ask you this. So pivot a little bit. So have you ever read the book "To Sell as Human" by Dan Pink? Yes, good book, awesome book. So in that, you saw he he kind of you know built the book on the premise that one out of nine people are in sales today. So something like fifteen million out of one hundred and thirty million people in the workforce are in sales, um, and they're selling for a living. But he also stated that so are the other eight out of nine. They're just doing non-sales selling, what he termed non-sales selling, which is anything that is persuading, convincing. Yeah, we got it. Read the book. Yes. Awesome. Okay. So, all right. Um, can, can you think of just- How would you ask that as a question? Here's your first learning waiting to the end, right? Rather than all telling right. me all of that, you asked me the question, had I read the book? 
What question? Okay. All right. What question could you have asked instead of chirping all of that that got me on you even more on your side? What could you have asked? What kind of occupations and business do no. you think require that? Because you just made a statement, right? You you made a statement. What was your statement? You you basically reinforced what? That people are persuading, convincing, and influencing others in business today. Non-sales. Non-sales. So how could you have turned that into a question? Rather than taking that minute and a half and talk to at me, how could you have turned that into a question to your advantage? What percentage do you no. think? Now, you could simply say, I'll make this easy for you. You could simply say, hey, Keenan, did you read Dan Pink's book? Yes, great book. Do you subscribe or did you agree with his premise Perfect. that 50, 85% of people sell in a non-sales capacity and they don't do it well? Yeah, I totally agree with you. You got me. Okay. Don't All right, jump, let's right? go. Turn into question. Keep, keep going. All right. Yeah. You agree with that? Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. All right. So um, in gap selling, you so you mentioned that sales – we're not selling our product or service, right? At the essence, we're selling change, right? So how do you think, all right, in outside of the sales team in an organization that business people can influence change within an organization? What are some instances? What are some examples of where business people can influence oh, change? I mean, everything from new processes, everything. from new processes to new products, to money saving ideas, like anything that can affect the company. Anytime you go to a boss and someone says, hey, I got a new process that might save us time. I saw this new equipment. We should probably consider it. Um, you know, uh, I don't know. I think we could save some money. We should consider this, like anything. Yes. It happens all the time. Okay. Yeah. So has there ever been a situation where you noticed in your client in an engagement that they could use gap selling beyond the sales team, whether it was in accounting, HR, customer service. Have you ever noticed that? And have you ever pitched gap selling outside of selling? No. Your sales department? Why is that? Never noticed it, number one. And number two, I suppose if I had noticed it, I, here's the key piece. I would have, have to have noticed it where the organization, watch what I'm doing here now, the organization recognized the problem of internal selling was costing them ideas, new processes, new products, new services, etc. And here's the challenge to where you're going, even though it's not part of the thing, because you're pitching me on this idea. Look, I don't think corporations as a whole see it as a problem. I think individuals do. And I don't think corporations don't see it as a whole, a problem as a whole is because corporations are like big government. They're structured in a way they don't want change. Like go back to Nokia, right? Do your, well, okay, I don't say do your homework, but have you, have you, have you read the, the case study on Nokia? They, uh -huh. had the, they had the iPhone concept already, right? They had it already. Right? And I don't, I've never seen a prototype and I, I can't go to how much they had it. But this idea of the, of, the, of the phone, of the iPhone concept was sitting inside of Nokia. But no one wants to rock the fucking boat. <laughs> like everybody's, ah, 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 don't mess with it. It's working. Don't mess with it. Look at freaking, um, what are those cats out of, out of uh, blue, the blue, blueberry, the, whatever the damn Blackberry. 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 <laughs> Look at the Blackberry. So, oh, yes, I see where you're going, but I don't think it's a problem. Okay. All right. You don't think you don't think it's a problem. So at the corporate level and the people you want to buy. So you have to sell it as a, as a B to C, not a B to B. I cannot see a B to B purchase there. Okay. Well, every single day you're convincing your clients, uh, right, that it, it it impacts their organization to bring you in to gaps to help their sales team with a problem, right? 
low close rates, yep. um, high discounting. There's a pro- There's clear problems that you know salespeople have and that you can help solve. Yes, right? sales organizations have. Yes. Sales organizations, sales departments, yep. sales yep. organizations. Okay, perfect. Um, and we've just you just mentioned all sorts of problems and consequences for organizations, but they can't get out of their own way sometimes. So corporations are too big, yep. right? Yep. Fair okay. So, so an interesting study. I don't know if you're familiar with Josh Burson, HR analyst, but PricewaterhouseCoopers does a they do an annual CEO study of top CEOs across the country, and in there he talks he talks a lot about upskilling, reskilling the workforce. Okay, and in there there was a stat. It was a surprising stat to me, but 34% of CEOs rated availability of key skills as a threat to growth. Did they list the key skills? They didn't. They didn't list, list the key skills, but they, they're they thinking about the future of work. Yeah, right? yeah, dude, in my, book, in my book, Not Taught, I talk about that. I, I, I quote another study by IBM. So yes, we're on the same page. Okay, perfect. So CEOs are thinking about this every single day, reskilling the future uh, of work. There's a lot of consequences that you just mentioned of companies that when they don't you know, follow through on their... Um, if they don't, if they can't sell ideas effectively, hell, you know, billions of dollars of ideas away. I mean, you mentioned Ikea. What if, you know, Steve Jobs was an awesome inventor, right? He was an amazing inventor, but if he, he couldn't sell the iPhone, we might not have the iPhone that I have in my pocket. So thankfully for him, for us, that he was a great salesman. Yeah, he was a CEO and he was B2C and he had a marketing team behind him. So you're pitching me now. So, so look, I see the passion and I see you see the problem. All right. Yeah. Got that. But you're right. pitching me on an idea that you've already got me to agree on that yes, that yes, it is a problem to the individual and is it, it collectively or from a macro perspective, it's a problem to the organization. All right. However, I do not believe companies see it as a problem. I'm convinced if you go to the average company and say, hey, how well the ideas sprinkle up to you and how well, how open are you into receiving new ideas and implementing new processes and being open to new tools? And they go, oh yeah, we're totally open. And, and they could be the worst in the world and they think they're open. And so no one's going to hear you because you got to think, is this a place where people invest money? Somebody says, hey, we got this really creative workforce with all of these great ideas. But our culture is such that people don't know how to sell it, and we're missing out. No, that is not happening. That is not <laughs> happening. I can tell you that right now. So, no, it's not happening. Well, so, it, look, people in business have to know how to convey ideas convincingly, right? They have to. Businesses can't move forward if they can't, if they're not influencing, convincing, or persuading others. And that's influencing change, right? Yep. Whether you're salesperson, I mean, we're all in sales, right? Salespeople choose to do it for a living. Some choose to do it for a living and, you know, some do it well and others need to improve. But everyone in business, I think we established is doing it. You agreed with me earlier. So my point is with yeah, what's this. Your point? What's your point, Alex? <laughs> what my, my point is this, all right? What would it mean? So let's just look on a low level, right? We already, you already agree with me that we're all selling, right? What would it mean if the other eight out of nine right? Industries in the workforce, occupations, they viewed Keenan as the go-to sales default resource that you, you mentioned in the beginning of where you want to take, where if I was to help my team persuade, convince, influence others differently, I needed to gap, I needed to, to, to train gap selling 
to my to to do that and go to you? What would that mean if that if they were mean to go? Who, mean to me? Mean to yeah. me? Yeah. The business for the business. I, I, I mean, it's like what would it mean if all of a sudden uh, Apple and Microsoft awesome. or Google Alphabet said Gap selling is going to be our default training for all of our salespeople? What would that mean? Would, well, the me, sky's I, the I, limit. I couldn't deliver on it, but I was tired of that. It'd be fucking huge. But, but Dude, Alex, what if the sky would have stopped dropping fucking $1,000 bills right on your house and only your house? So, dude, no, you can't ask <laughs> that question, man. I know. Oh, All right. right. All right. So, I went a little too far. All right. So, look, what if just one of them, right? What if you just had a few more speaking engagements to non-sales focused groups, right? Groups like SHRM, Society of Human Resources Management, non like just audiences that weren't solely focused on sales you said it in the beginning speaking groups sometimes you do they're not just solely focused sales audiences right yeah so so look you did you did it again you did what if so here here's where you look i see where you're trying to go and i appreciate it here's where you you, you you're failing okay i don't believe companies see it as a big enough problem so therefore i don't even know how to sell it right and, and I don't want to look, I've got so much on my plate right now. The idea of trying to convince companies that they are, because look, on paper or theoretically, I love where you're going, Alex. I love it. Theoretically, though, theoretically, I can't even figure out how, or better yet, I don't even want to take the time to try to convince organizations that they have some systemic macro problem that they need to invest money into that, that says we're missing out on innovation, we're missing out on growth, we're missing out on competitive advantage, we're missing out on product development because our people can't sell. I can't, I can't even get my head around that because, again, theoretically, I'm like, I love where you're going, right? But practically, when it comes to where companies have budgeted money or the perception, this is the key piece, my young brother, the perception of the problem is not there and it's not big enough. Not big enough to get Keenan and a sales guy to pivot and try to do that piece. Now, with that being said, my recommendation to you, if you want one, if you're this passionate about it, is start start some start creating your own social media around it. Start blogging around it, right? Start um, uh, talking on LinkedIn about it. Like start doing more research and see if you can get people to bite off and say, "Yeah, like actually, this is something we've recognized. This is something we think's important." And if and if that happens, then shit, call me and I, I'll fucking license the thing, for you, <laughs> right? I'll license the thing for you. But as far as I'm concerned. I don't have a big enough problem in my business where I'm going to, to flip or try to add this. It's number one. And number two, I don't see the opportunity being big enough right now because I don't see companies willing to invest in it because I don't think they think they have a problem. Not one they want to pay to fix. Yeah. Well, you said a lot, man. So, I mean, look, man, if, if that's what your, how your business exists today, um, that's how your business exists today. That doesn't mean it can't change, right? You just said it. If, if I'm, if I'm blogging about it, if I get people to latch on, man, I hope you're the first guy I would, I would, I would, I would call you be the first person to say, look, I think businesses do care about this. They, they do see a need. They want to invest money behind it. And I show them the size of that problem. And, yeah. and that's what I hope to do right there. Flip that shit. Don't say they see a need, flip it. 
they're having a massive problem. And then massive problem. Yeah, but here's yeah. another way too, right? Like one of the things people forget when it comes to problems is that it has either they have to be currently quantifying it or it has to be something they can clearly quantify, right? So that when you un, when you like pull back the covers and say, hey, look, here it is. So they never saw it before. And then like, did you know, Have you are you aware of? And they go, look, and they go, oh my God. And like, holy shit, we got a problem. <laughs> See, and, yeah. and that's why I'm concerned about where you're headed is not concerned, but concerned about why it's going to be a challenge is the very piece I said. Half the reason, I just pulled that out of the sky, half the reason that these things don't get moved internally has nothing to do with someone's selling skills. It has everything to do with the incumbent culture and mentality of organizations, right? And the fear of moving. The shit's working. Don't want to fuck with it. Yeah. Right? So now one could argue to the flip side, that takes even a greater selling ability. But my point is when it comes to influencing the decision, they don't think necessarily that it's an internal sales problem. There's so many moving parts there that you could be right, but getting them to say, oh yeah, it's because our people can't sell. That's be an interesting breakdown. Hmm. Well, look, I mean, Dan Pink wrote a whole book on it, non-sales selling, he's huge wrote a whole lot of culture about it. I don't know. I, 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 I'm, I'm with you that, you know, the, the, the problem is different with every organization. Companies might not see it as one today. That doesn't mean they, they can't. But um, I think there's a lot of instances where, um, you know, companies are losing money. We talked about a few, few of the instances. I agree. Yeah. But I don't think they agree. Yeah. So what I might do, if you're that passionate about this, right? I mean, like you said, Daniel wrote a book. Go B to C. I think you got a B to C play. It's not very easy to to execute, and it's hard to make a lot of money that way. But I think you got a B to C play, right? So the average person who wants to extend their career, right? They they might pay for this, saying, "Look, my career is being stunted because I, I don't believe I can sell internal ideas of all these great ideas." My company already lost a million dollar idea because they didn't listen to me or my last company missed out on beating the competition because they didn't listen to me. Nobody listens to me. <laughs> <laughs> so, so right? So, you know, maybe there's a book. Do that, right? Maybe there's a book. Yeah. Get, you know, nobody listens to me, right? How to get people to listen I to like you that. and your career, right? Yeah. So, yeah. or get people to listen to you. Stop feeling like you're sitting in the corner, like, you know, Stop feeling like you're sitting in the corner. Stop being ignored. Stop being, you know, stop having people think you don't exist. Get people to listen to you. I like some of these ideas. So there's an idea. <laughs> yes, and there you go. You write a book on that, right? And in yeah, the book, man. you can Why talk not? about all the ideas that you just spouted at me, right? And these yeah, companies sure. buy into this shit, and they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You might prove me wrong, and I'll come in and say, I was wrong. Although... My point is, I told you, I think you've got something. I don't want to put in the effort to shift that much, right? Yeah, no, I get it, man. I get it, man. If you were ever um, looking at uh, the business on a small level or you think there's an opportunity, man, I mean, my background's been in sales my entire career. Um, I was in the HR space for about seven and a half years. But I mean, I've been, I went from door to door selling when I was eight, slinging hams and cheeses door to door. I, I went after, you know, after college, slinging door to door uh, catalogs, and seven and a half years I've been in the um, uh, enterprise HR tech space with Monster, um, selling um, to HR leaders, CHROs, talent acquisition leaders. So I know a lot about um, skills and competencies. They're thinking about this every single day. I guarantee. What's your next gig? What's your next gig? 
man, my, my next gig is, is working for a company that wants to uh, really impact um, you know, culture within an organization and help people feel fulfilled with their work and do that on a SaaS level, software tech, I think is where I'm looking at. How can you apply for the sales guy gig? <laughs> um, I'm, I'm looking at it, man. I'm, I'm, I'm looking at it. No, you're not. No, you're not. Yeah, whatever, whatever. All right. Um, all right. Yeah, hey, 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 hey. I, I, I will say that after this, man, you, you taught me a ton. And I'm in, if we could do it remote, I'm I'm in Florida, so I don't know if you yeah, can do something. Yeah, yeah, we're looking for remote. Remote? Yeah. Hey, I'll throw my hat in the ring, man. Well, no, you you think about it before you throw your hat in the ring. You 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 only do. No, I, I'll do some research. Serious, okay. I'll do some. I, I'm not I'm not gonna apply if it's not something that's a fit, man. All right, I'll good. Do some good research. Man. Good man. All right, was this helpful right here? Did that, did that help? It was. Keenan, this is super helpful, and I hope any salesperson, no matter how good you think you are, you tune into every one of these things because I learned something, man. You know, you're ne you never know it all. You never know it all in sales. I don't care who you are. You're never the best. Dope. All right. All right. My brother, you enjoy. Thank you very much. All right, everybody, listen up. You have just watched. I don't know what number. I don't even know. What <laughs> We got two more coming today. I'm not sure if we want to run them both live. Selling. But yes, gap selling Keenan. I thought the gap was this. Yeah. Oh, no, there was, no, no, there was like, it was that big. The gap was tiny, dog, tiny. It's gonna, one day, one day the gap is going to be like that. I'm waiting for the person to find my gap this big and drop this shit on me. I'm waiting. So listen, if you think you've got the gap selling skills to gap sell me, hit me up and DM on LinkedIn and I will give you a chance to gap sell Keenan. All you sales enablement, all you senior leaders, I hope you're watching this because the bottom line is this, your salespeople suck. I'm sorry. I, I love you, Alex, but I've yet to see a person who's actually done this effectively. So pay attention. Read the book. Learn to gap sell. It makes a difference. Let's see who's going to be next. Also, like, share. Let's talk about it. Let's keep the conversation going. Alex, my man, I love you for coming on. I have nothing but mad respect for those of you who put yourself out there and trying to learn and trying Virtual to grow. handshake. Yes. Hug. Oh, fuck the handshake. Hug, baby. Hug. I got you. <laughs> All right, everybody. Until next time, you know what I'm going to say. All I hear, go get the money. So I go get it. Get it. Get it. Hate means I do something.